0: our Locked On 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Brian Peacock here with you once again on this Thursday edition of the program, Combine Time. Uh, people are arriving and, and weighing in and measuring up. Got some, not all of them, but have some measurements for both running backs and offensive linemen that I want to talk a little bit about today. And, of course, after the weekend, when I come back on Monday, and going to have a ton of stuff to talk about and recap a lot of the things we've seen from the Combine this weekend. And, of course, we'll know where the 49ers are picking from that coin flip that happens on Friday. Then there's some some more workouts on Monday. And then so uh, midweek by next week, we'll have it all broken down here uh, all the combine stuff, stats, numbers, measurements, um, the teams are talking. So this is great time for rumors as well. So I have some news to report today. Uh, before we get into that, I want to remind everybody to follow me on Twitter at BD Get some combine mailbag questions coming for Monday and Tuesday's episodes. And of course, Winky Wednesday next week. You can email the show LockedOn49ers at Gmail and head over to LockedOn49ers.com for other content as well as the streams of the podcast. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, we're on Spotify. You can find this podcast and all the podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network just about everywhere. I want to start with this nugget, and this is fantastic. It was relayed from Matt Schneidman, who is a Raiders reporter for the San Jose Mercury News, talking about former Raiders defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr., who went from being fired after Week 11 to assistant head coach and inside linebackers coach for the 49ers for less than a week to... The Seahawks defensive coordinator, Uh, this is the quote 49ers GM John Lynch had to say about that. He said, quote, with all due respect to Kenny, who I love, I'm not sure in my mind he took a better job, end quote, which is fantastic. And that's a massive troll job on the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, even though he went from 49ers assistant head coach and inside linebackers, uh, John Lynch is saying, yeah, uh, that might be a better job than defensive coordinator for the Seahawks because guess what? You got to face the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo now twice a year. So love that quote and just that competitive fire, that little bit of edge that John Lynch has as a former player. He brings that same kind of fire to his position. And when you talk about him or when you hear him talk about being aggressively prudent in the free agent market, I love that aggressive quality because when he sees the guys he wants and there was a few players, you know, a highly paid fullback, the 49ers picked up last off season. Uh, maybe overpaying for Malcolm Smith at linebacker. But when he when he sees the player that's the fit and the right player, the right person that they want to bring in, he goes for it. And so we might see some of those in this offseason where when they find the right guy, they're going to be aggressive. Um, and he was that way in the draft too and, and trading a lot. And I, I fully expect that the 49ers are going to be trading around on draft day. Maybe not the first pick, but if, if I had to put money on it, a 50-50 chance on whether the 49ers are actually going to pick at either 9 and 10 after the coin flip, um, I would say that there's a pretty good chance they actually trade out of there. So, yeah, they could go in a lot of directions in the in the draft and uh, the aggression and the edge that John Lynch brings to the position and then that quote, I just I just love it. It's it's He's a fantastic <laughs> GM to cover for the 49ers, a massive upgrade at that spot for 49ers fans, I think, universally. So speaking of that position inside linebackers, Coach, former defensive quality control coach for the 49ers, D'Amico Ryans. He's already been elevated from that defensive quality control role to inside linebackers coach that they hadn't filled yet after Ken Norton left for Seattle. So congrats to D'Amico Ryans. He's a he's a quick riser in the coaching ranks around the NFL, a position Ken Norton had for maybe about three days, I think, is how long he was there. But Ryans is now going to be working more closely with Reuben Foster, which is absolutely a great thing. And he's the new inside linebackers coach. Some front office news and reshuffling as well for the 49ers. They announced Wednesday that they have named Austin Moss the second Director of Player Engagement, which I'm not exactly sure what that uh, role entails. They have promoted former player Keena Turner to vice president and special advisor to the general manager. And they have promoted longtime scout Ethan Waugh to college scouting director. So congratulations to all of those guys. And one more bit of news that was very interesting for 49ers fans on Twitter on Wednesday before I get to the Combine preview stuff. Mike K on Twitter uh, said he's got a quote from Jaguars GM Dave Caldwell with some interesting wording in a response to a question about Allen Robinson's importance. And Allen Robinson obviously is a a free agent to be. A lot of people think he was going to get the franchise tag from the Jaguars, but this makes you think, ooh, I don't know. Uh, The quote is, Allen is a great kid. This is again, this is from GM Dave Caldwell, GM of the Jaguars. He said, quote, Allen is a great kid. There are a lot of things we like about him, but we just have to make sure it is the right thing for the team, end quote. So that's not exactly the praise and the sound of a GM who knows he's about to franchise tag a wide receiver or even pay that wide receiver a ton of money uh, to, to resign as a free agent. Oh, that was very interesting, and um, it was funny because that tweet that Mike K. put out there with that quote in it, it was just completely, uh, it was completely overrun with 49ers fans who were all like, "Well, we'll take you over here in the Bay Area." Like, ninety percent of the comments came from 49ers fans on that tweet, that, which I thought was interesting. So, Alan Robinson absolutely already has a, a big time fan club over here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So uh hey you know if he does hit the open market I could see that being one spot where the 49ers do spend a little bit of money and a, a player I think would absolutely be worth it and could be a true number 1 at only 24 years old still for a long time for the 49ers obviously he's coming off an ACL injury that happened I think the third play of the first game of the season so he should be without a doubt ready to go saw him doing some box jump videos medicals is obviously going to be a big part maybe the type of guy who gets a one year prove it deal similar contract structure to what Alshon Jeffrey got. And then you re up him once he shows he's, he's back and ready to go during the season. But, uh, Allen Robinson, there's, yeah, I thought for sure he was going to get the franchise tag after the last few days of reports. And now this, yeah, this is a quote straight from the GM and it made it seem possibly otherwise. So it's going to be a fun, fun off season, man. Uh, not only the draft, which I already love, but this is a big free agency period for the 49ers. And, um, when, when really good players get to the market, so few make it there now, they might see some crazy contracts, especially with some of these quarterbacks that are out there. All right, combine preview and already some weigh-ins starting to trickle in. So let's get to it. Looking at the weigh-ins that we've seen so far from Wednesday, which was running backs and offensive tackles, I don't have all the exact numbers, and they will release you know the official numbers here. But uh, from what I've been able to gather, some some interesting ones at the running back position that I saw First of all, Saquon Barkley, who we already know is a freak, but surprising height. And I, I, these aren't the official numbers, so I wonder if this one might be off. But six feet flat seems a little tall for me for Saquon Barkley. He was listed at 5'11 in college. Usually guys lose an inch rather than gain an inch. But uh, six feet flat, 233 pounds. And this is a dude that might very well run in the 4.3s. And that's that's a freaky individual there. And uh, his physical ability is, is going to be pretty much unmatched in this draft. When, when when it's all said and done, I think he's going to be long gone before the 49ers pick it at 9 or 10. And even though I'm not a fan of picking running backs that high, I get why. And as far as the passing game goes, he's better than all the prospects, all the stud running back prospects we've seen go in the top 10 in the last few years. Although I would say he's a worse interior runner than all those guys as well. I mean, with the exception of uh, Christian McCaffrey. And actually, he's kind of In that Christian McCaffrey mold more so, even though he's 233 pounds, uh, he plays more of a speed game than a power game. Even though he has power and displays it, he just doesn't run that way all the time. Uh, But he's not as good of a pure power runner and inside runner as Todd Gurley or Zeke Elliott or Leonard Fournette were coming out of college. But, man, dynamic and such such an awesome weapon in the passing game and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he actually runs and and fun to watch these guys run around. Another guy who's going to run really well but isn't exactly the biggest running back, so I think you kind of question whether Ronald Jones from Southern California is going to be the type of player that can be a feature back in the NFL and carry the load for a team because he weighed in at 5'11", 205 pounds. Actually, I thought he might have been a little bit uh, lower than 205. That's not a bad number for him because of how slight his frame is, but still, there's not many... Load carrying backs in the NFL that weigh 205 pounds, especially with the height of 5'11. You know, you see some guys out there that are 5'8, 5'9, 205 have a little bit of girth to them, a sand in the pants, if you will. Call back to yesterday's podcast with Nick on that one. Um, 5'11, 205, and the smallest hands of the entire running back class of the of the of the running backs that I do have numbers for here, eight and three quarters inch hands. So. You worry about him as a pass catcher with small hands like that. He wasn't utilized much in the passing game at USC. And also sometimes uh, scouts don't like to have small-handed running backs because it could lead to fumbling issues as well. So ball carrying there could be an issue for load carrying back, small hands. 205 pounds at 5'11". It's a pretty slim guy, but super explosive. Uh, would love him for the 49ers. Uh, some people talk about him going late round one. I don't know about that, but, you know, if he's there in that, Late second, early third round range, I think he's in the group of running backs that I would absolutely be interested in for the 49ers. Uh, some other players that would potentially be available in that range, Darius Geis weighed in five, 10 and a half 224. Uh, he's stout. He's an every down back in the NFL. Love Darius Geis. He's probably going to be the second running back off the board unless he doesn't run well the Combine. Uh, And then the two Georgia backs, which are two of my favorite running backs or players in the entire draft. Either one of those guys falls to the top of the third round. I'm all about either one of these guys uh, or even late in the second round. And I think the guy who's going to go first, actually, is Sonny Michelle, And he weighed in at 5'10 and 5'8, 214 pounds. So really solid size there, especially with his explosive ability. Uh, He can be an inside-outside runner. He did a lot of outside zone stuff at Georgia. So love Sonny Michelle, And uh, Nick Chubb is the other guy. And you want to talk about Stout, 5'10 and 7'8", 227 pounds. Uh, he's a thick human being. And uh, mentioned Ronald Jones had the smallest hands of all the the running backs that I have numbers for. Nick Chubb had the biggest hands, uh, 9 and five eighths inch hands, which is pretty good sized mitts. So uh, neither Chubb nor Sonia Michelle. And I think Chubb had like three catches last year. They just didn't throw the ball to their running backs very much. So that's going to be a big thing I'm looking for from Nick Chubb at the Combine is how he catches the ball in drills and how he looks as a route runner and out in space because at 227 pounds, he's got some sweet feet, and I love that in a running back. It's one of the things I saw in Kareem Hunt last year that made me really like him, so I'm not even worried about the 40 time for Chubb, even though if he gets anywhere in the 4.5s, I think that's fantastic for him. He does have some bursts, so I think he could be mid 4.5s, but even if he ran a four six. I would have no problem with that, you know. That that's some Frank Gore size at, at 5'10", 227, running four six. That's that's Frank Gore coming out of, of Miami. So um, Nick Chubb, a guy I really like. He would be more of an inside inside zone type of runner, and he's got some burst. He, he's got surprising burst actually for his size, and can do a lot of things for the Forty ers I want to see his hands. I want to see him catch the ball and utilize those big mitts. And uh, man, he would be a nice compliment for. Matt Breida, who was, who was really good as an outside zone runner for the 49ers, especially down the stretch. Some other running backs, uh, another guy who just got over the 200-pound mark, Mark Walton from Miami, a player that could be more of a third down back to start his career and possibly give you a little bit more at five, nine and a half. Not the biggest guy, uh, but a really good receiver and gives effort as an inside runner and as a blocker, even though he's not at that size the best runner in the interior and, and doesn't have, I don't think, uh, super... Vision as a running back, but Mark Walton, somebody I like late day two, early day three, possibly, and he might blaze at the combine too. And he's pretty athletic. Some of the other scat back types Naeem Hines from North Carolina State, 5'8 and 3'8, 198 pounds, so very small there. Also, sub 9 inch hands. And Akram Wadley from Iowa, 5'9 and 7'8, 194 pounds. And oh, I take that back, 8 and a quarter inch hands, so he actually has. The smallest hands, even smaller than, and actually quite a bit smaller than Ronald Jones. Some of the bigger backs I mentioned uh, 227 pounds for Nick Chubb, 233 pounds for Saquon Barkley, Kalen Ballage from Arizona State, more of a, a third down receiving type of a back. Think, you remember 49ers running back Terry Kirby? That That's the guy I would comp to Kalen Ballage out of Arizona State. He was 6'1 and a half, 228 pounds. Rashad Penny, 5'11, 220. And Bo Scarborough, one and 3'8, 228 pounds. So, those are some of the the numbers and, and weigh ins that stood out. Oh, another guy, uh, Royce Freeman, who I actually like if he slips to something like the fourth round, and be like, dude, just he's not the most athletic guy in the world, but um, a, a powerful runner. I like Royce Freeman, 5'11 and a half, 229 pounds. So, a lot of big backs. And what's interesting, so a lot of big, heavy running backs in this class. Looking at the offensive line numbers, a lot of slim guys, which is surprising. There was, there was none of those like 360-pound dudes. Everyone's showing up pretty lean at the offensive line weigh-ins, which was kind of surprising. Alex Kappa from Humboldt State, he gained a few pounds since the senior bowl. He weighed in 6'5 uh, and 3 quarters, 305 pounds. I believe he was 299 or something like that at senior bowl. So trying to put on some weight, which is good for him. Uh, he's got 32 and 5 eighths inch arms, which isn't enormous for arm length. I've heard people say that they thought he could play some guard and then maybe move out to tackle, which is something that could really interest the 49ers and he wouldn't be a super early round pick either. So third, fourth round guy, I think for for Alex Kappa, maybe. So interesting there and, and a solid weigh-in for him. The biggest guy was Orlando Brown, 6'7 seven, and 7'8. Seven, so just a hair under 6'8, 345 pounds with super long 35-inch arms. Uh, that's That's prototype offensive tackle size. And uh, he's probably going to be a first-round player. Not high in the first round, but uh, I'm guessing he's going to be one of those first-round offensive tackles. And uh, he's got the size to go with it. Uh, the other heaviest lineman is 327 pounds, Will Hernandez, guard out of Texas, El Paso. 6'2", and, and three eighths is pretty short at 327 pounds. So he's definitely that road grader type. Not super athletic. I don't think he's a good fit for the 49ers offense, but a pretty good player and uh, definitely built low to the ground. And plenty wide at 327 pounds. Connor Williams is a surprising one here. He is a lot smaller than uh, what I expected. So just a hair over six one six, or just a hair over 6'5", 6'5", and 8 296 pounds. So I believe looking at this 297, yeah, he was the lightest offensive lineman there. And people are talking about him as a top 10 pick at 296 pounds. I'm not sure if he's going to, uh, I mean, that's, that's really light, but that means he's gonna be a pretty athletic and he is a pretty athletic player. He's a nice fit for the 49ers in probably a trade-down scenario where they draft a guy who who can start at guard and eventually play tackle in the NFL 33-inch arm length. So that's that's kind of the cutoff. You want your offensive tackles to have thirty-three inch arms and above, and nice big 10 ten and a half inch mitts for Connor Williams out of Texas, but he's probably disappointed in that weight. I imagine he's going to weigh in again at a pro day workout and be over 300 pounds. Isaiah, Wynn he's small, six, two and 38. That's why he's going to play guard in the NFL and not tackle. Like he did at Georgia 313 pounds, really good player. I think he's going to go at some point early second round. So he probably won't make it to pick 49 for the 49ers. I mentioned how lean some of these guys are some really long armed offensive tackles as well. Tyrell Crosby who's a sleeper out of Oregon. Six four and five eights, thirty-five inch arm length at 309 pounds. Brandon Parker out of North Carolina ANT, I have not watched him, but he's huge. 6'7 and 5'8 at th- only 305 pounds at that length. So again, lo- a lot of long linear offensive tackles in this class. And another guy with super long arms, 35 inches. And I believe Trim Brown might have the combine record, 35 and a half or so inch arms from a couple few years back, but no longer. Jared Jones Smith out of Pittsburgh, a player I have not watched. I haven't watched a lot of the offensive tackles, actually, but six, six and a half, 317 pounds, 36 and a quarter inch arm length. Uh, it's got to be a combine record. That is insane. So he's definitely going to have a job in the NFL. A team's going to try to work with that kind of length, uh, absolutely, at offensive tackle. And another one I really like, a player I like a lot. It's not huge, 6'4", flat, and 299 pounds. Ohio State offensive tackle Jamarco Jones, another candidate to be sort of a guard slash tackle in the NFL. But, you know, he doesn't have the height or the weight, but he's got the arm length, 35 and an eighth inch arm length uh, on 6'4", frame, which probably looks kind of funny in person because that's that's an absurd ratio there. And looking at weigh-ins from some of my favorite players, of course, Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame, 6'5", even, 325 pounds, 33 and three quarters inch arms, big 10 and three eighths inch hands. So rock solid way in there for Quentin Nelson. And actually 325 pounds is a good number for him weight wise. Cause I think teams will want him to be a uh, lean and quick because they already know he's huge and big and powerful. If he showed up at 340 pounds, people would be like, okay, he's too big for my scheme maybe, but 325. It's a, at six, five. I think that's, that's a size that he can be sort of scheme diverse, which is important for him because uh, he's going to go high and uh, he, he could be in the conversation for the 49ers, absolutely, if he gets to pick nine or 10. Billy Price, 6'3 three and 3 quarters, 305 pounds, 32 inch arm length. And uh, one of my favorites, probably my favorite offensive lineman right now at where I think he's going to go in the draft. He's going to be an absolute steal and a long term starter in the NFL out of Arkansas. Frank Ragnow, 6'5 and an eighth, 312 pounds, 33 and an eighth inch arms. He could play center or guard at the next level as he did as a starter in college. So that's what I saw from the weigh-ins, the things that I noticed that stood out to me. And there's still some more weigh-ins to come with these positions. I don't have all the numbers and a ton of weigh-ins and workouts to come this weekend at the NFL Combine. So real quick, I want to run through here and go through the position groups and pick who I think are going to work out and and be some interesting workouts and and put up some some eye-popping numbers possibly at the Combine. Let's start at quarterbacks Uh, This for quarterbacks, you know, as far as workouts go, don't matter. I I just, I can't wait to see Lamar Jackson run. I want to see if he runs times that are better than a lot of the wide receivers and running backs. And it might fuel more of that talk about him being wide receiver. Although to me, he's flat out a quarterback. Uh, I want to see him run and work out. Actually, it sucks because you want to see him work out, but for him as a prospect, he might as well not even run because it's like, everyone knows he's fast. He should showcase his throwing abilities at the combine more so than his athletic abilities maybe. But um, I hope he does work out because I want to see him run. He's going to fly. And then a, a lot of these guys, it's size. So, and, and I think nobody has more riding on how they look size-wise than Lamar Jackson. You know, he wants to be 6'3", plus. He's listed at 6'3", I think 205 or something like that. So he wants to be uh, like – Deshaun Watson, last year, people thought he was going to show up just barely over 200 pounds, and he was 221 or something like that. So uh, I think you you want to see Lamar Jackson be well over 215, 220 would be nice, 6'3", something like that, just to show he's got the frame to hold up to the pounding in the NFL. Baker Mayfield, we already know he's just barely six feet, but I wonder if he measures up again, because sometimes the, the senior bowl weigh-ins and the combine weigh-ins are a little bit off. What if he comes in at, it's at uh, 5'11 and seven eighths instead of 6 feet flat? That would be a bummer for Baker Mayfield. And then some of these other guys, how big are they? How much does Josh Rosen weigh? Because he's not – its people give uh, – people say Lamar Jackson's not going to last in the NFL because of his uh, weight and his size, but Josh Rosen's not a big guy either. He's pretty slim and pretty thin, and he's had more injury problems at college than Lamar Jackson did. So uh, I think for the quarterbacks, weigh-ins is going to be probably the biggest thing. Uh, going back to the running backs, I want to see Nick Chubb run in the 4.5 range. That'll really solidify his stock for me. Uh, I really like Nick Chubb, but there's a lot of these guys, some explosive running backs. Uh, and generally, the, the lower they run is probably better for draft stock, you know, if, as far as finding some steals in there. So um, if you really love a running back and he still runs a four-six, you know, like Cream Hunt last year, not, not the hugest deal. But you want to see the smaller explosive guys really put up some great times. Ronald Jones is super explosive. I want to see him run. Uh, I think it's going to be between Ronald Jones, maybe, and Mark Walton, who has the best 40 time. And maybe there's some sleepers in there. Who knows? Wide receiver, obviously, for the 49ers is going to be a huge one. If they don't add a big-bodied wide receiver in free agency, then probably be looking that way in the draft. And so uh, a lot of the big guys, how big are they? Let's see him catch the ball, and let's see him run. Marcel Aitman, Alan Lazard, Simi Cobbs. Equinemius St. Brown, who I think could possibly have a fantastic workout at the Combine and really help his stock. Jaleel Scott's another big-bodied wide receiver that I'm interested to see run. Auden Tate, I think, is going to be slow. I think he's gonna, I, he might run a four-seven. I, I just don't think Auden Tate is fast, um, but I love the ball skills, and so I'm kind of torn on him. I, I, at one point, I thought maybe he was my wide receiver, two in this class, but I think I'm moving him back down again because I just don't think he's athletic enough. He's just not fast, which is a bummer. Um, and then Cortland Sutton is another one who could surprise in the other direction and be faster than people think at his size, 6'4", 220. Uh, he, he just looks like what you want your stud wide receiver to look like. Got sort of a Des Bryant-ish build. So if he runs mid four fives or better, that's gonna that probably will solidify him absolutely as a first-round draft pick. Uh, moving over to the defensive side of the ball, pass rushers. That, that's going to be a huge one as well. There's so many uh, pass rushers in this draft. And a big one there is three-cone. Can the guys turn the corner? So you want to see the 10-yard split. You know, 40-time is is whatever. It's fun and it's important, but it's actually not really that important. But that 10-yard split, you know, how quick are they out of the box? How how fast do they accelerate in a short area? And then the three-cone drill is really the good one for pass rushers to see how they change directions and move. And if they can turn the quarter and get to the quarterback, hercules Matafa is the big one there. I want to see that three-cone time for hercules Matafa. Harold Landry, another one of my favorites. Is he going to solidify himself as possibly a top 15, top 10 player in this draft? If he works out really well, uh, it'll go a long way uh, to, to solidifying that and and being that second edge rusher off the board. I think Marcus Davenport is the guy that really is competing to be the second edge rusher behind Bradley Chubb. Marcus Davenport, 6'6", and uh, he's going to have a really good workout. I mean, he's definitely not going to hurt his stock at the combine. If he does somehow have really bad workouts, I think that'll be the death nail for him because he didn't play well at the Senior Bowl, so he might uh, drop to the second or even the third round if he has poor workouts. But I do not expect that to be the case. And Bradley Chubb, I think he has something to lose at the Combine because I just think height, weight, speed, he's not going to wow like some other top edge rushers have in past years. And so uh, a team might be wary of, of drafting him in the top three, top five, And so there's still that glimmer of hope, that little bit of a chance that he could fall to nine or 10 to the 49ers. It's unlikely, but I think he'll have good workouts. I think he's an athletic guy and he's pretty big. He's just, he's just really good across the board. He doesn't wow you athletically like a miles Garrett did last year. So Bradley Chubb is, I want to see how, how he actually moves around out there and how he times Arden key. I think he's going to work out great. Six, six probably. And, Two hundred and fifty something pounds. He's pretty linear and lean, but super long arms. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna look exactly like what you want your stud pass rusher to look like. But for Arden Key, it's all about the interviews. What's going on with him, character wise? Uh, that's the key. And what happened last year? You know, there's some injuries, but when someone's production falls off that much and has the issues he had at Louisiana State, he left the team for a short time. Uh, he's gonna have some some questions to answer at the combine. So that's where Arden Key is really gonna make or lose a lot of money this weekend. Vita Vea, can he break five flat at 340 pounds or whatever he's going to weigh in at? He's a monster. Hello Dinata comparisons there. I, I loved hello Dinata coming out of Oregon. So I'm not ready to put that on Vita Vea yet, but he has to prove athletically that he can be on the field on third downs and get after the quarterback a little bit. Uh, that will, I, this dude could go in the top 10 if that's the case. And, and he's pretty athletic on the field. He might run uh, pretty well. If he runs something like, Four eight or four nine. Oh man, yeah, you're talking about a top fifteen pick for sure in Vita Vea from Washington. And I don't want to name everybody here, but there's some stud uh, rushers and some mid round guys that might interest the 49ers. If they're if they don't find that value at the top of the first round and, and there's nobody really left in free agency to sign that, that's really a stud pass rusher, they might have to go budget there on the draft, find some uh, maybe more than one strong side linebackers and Leo types. So the defensive line workouts are going to be uh, something I'm focusing on quite a bit. Linebacker as well, especially at the top. Tremaine Edmonds is a freak, six five, two fifty, whatever. He's going to have crazy long arms. He's probably going to work out insanely well and solidify his draft stock in the top 10. I think there's a better chance that Roquan Smith falls to the 49ers than Tremaine Edmonds, actually at this point, just because physically he's going to wow people. And he's so young and raw and, and, and coaches and teams are, are going to love that and want that. And Roquan Smith's not for everybody because he's, Kind of undersized. So how undersized is he? He's listed at 6'1", 229 pounds, I think. If he's legit six one and, and 230 plus, that's going to help him quite a bit. But if he's 5'11 and a half or something like that, or 6 feet flat and only 220-something pounds, it might hurt him a little bit. Um, I'd love him for the 49ers, even if he was on that smaller end of the spectrum size-wise. Uh, but he's also got to work out well at that size and show off that speed that he has on the field. He's got to show that off at of the track as well, just to really uh, help teams to, to feel better about drafting maybe a slightly undersized linebacker he's got to have that athleticism to go with it Fred Warner Obo Okunrokuo Sky Moore Malik Jefferson's probably going to have a pretty solid workout he's an athletic individual a lot of buzz around Leighton Vander Esch from Boise State too so we'll see how fast all those guys run they, they, they could all put on a show and finally the defensive backs again here's this is where measurements are almost more important. Uh, 40, this is the real, and it's, I like that the DBs go last because 40 time is probably the most important for cornerbacks because you want to see guys that have that makeup speed and they can flat run with receivers and aren't just going to get run by. But 49ers, they, the the scheme that they run, is there's been players that didn't run the best 40 times that, uh, that did pretty well in this scheme. So bigger body guys might not have the burners, but they've got to have some other a coverage ability, some other skills, and they've got to have that that size and that ability to press at the line and then carry receivers down the field and not get beat deep. So Jair Alexander is going to be a huge one. Quentin Meeks from Stanford is another big one. I think his stock is going to continue to rise as we head toward the draft. Joshua Jackson, Tavares McFadden from Florida state, Isaiah Oliver from Colorado. One of my favorites, Kevin Tolliver from LSU. He's another one. And then there's the top guys, Mika Fitzpatrick. Is he someone that can actually fall to the 49ers at nine or 10? It's a, it's a possibility. He's got the size, and, and we'll see, I think he's going to work out really well and be super athletic. Denzel Ward is he going to be even five ten? I mean, is this guy going to show up at 5'9 and change? Uh, that could really hurt his stock, but I think he's going to fly. I think Denzel Ward is going to absolutely blaze at the combine. So, um, and, and you know, people already know he's not big. So, if uh, if he is able to blaze, that will definitely help him, even if he is a little bit too small. But if he just has okay workouts as far as timed speed goes. And rumors are he's gonna be a 4-3 guy. Um, but if he is 4-3 and is above 5'10, that'll really help him because some teams just flat out won't draft a corner if they're not above 5'10. So uh, that that's gonna be key for Denzel Ward, is, is is weighing in, you know, 5'10, 195 pounds, get you know, maybe closer to the 200 range, that'd be solid for him. But if he's five nine and a half and 185 pounds, I have a hard time seeing him going uh, anywhere in the top half of the first round. All right, getting worked up, getting excited for the Combine. I love this stuff. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be watching hours of NFL Network and, and watching this Combine coverage because I have a problem and uh, I just love the draft too much probably, but that's okay. I'm here for you guys. I'm going to watch it all and break it all down, and we'll talk about it all Monday and Tuesday and throughout the rest of the the <laughs> the rest of the spring until April 27th when the draft actually comes. Then we'll talk about the guys the 49ers actually took a little bit more. So, All right, talk to you guys on Monday. Break all this combine stuff down right here on Locked On 49ers.